Hey everyone, I'm Wendy McSwain. Welcome to A Real Life Moment. This is a podcast series presented by Real Life Church to offer you a quick moment of advice, uh, some inspiration, or simply share a conversation with you. Today, our student pastor, Jason Gilbert, and I are talking about a subject most parents of teenagers are navigating these days. Are you ready? Um, I am ready. Okay. Jason and I are going to talk about teenagers, smartphones, and social media. So let's get started. And everybody clicked off of it because nobody wants to talk about this. The subject that we don't want to talk about is hard. It is hard. It is. Um... So here we go. Yeah. How are um, you today? I'm good. Good. I'm good, good today. All right. All right. So let's just jump right in. Um, social media is everywhere. It is. We're on it, it all the time as adults and as teenagers. Um, I think one of the unique things that you can offer, you're with kids every week. Mm-hmm. And you're not quite usually their parents' age. Correct. So uh, let us know. Let us know as parents what we need to know. The first question that we had here today is, how have you seen social media affect teenage relationships? Um, So, just as a broad thing, you can see this over the years, but like, teenagers don't know how to have face-to-face conversations. Not all, not all. Some of you, some of the parents have done a great job of teaching them how to have conversations. Um, But I'll tell you this, most teenagers would, would rather send a message to their friends or even talk to the people or maybe even the opposite sex through a messaging system rather than face-to-face. I never forget this, there's a story. Um, and these, this student, I think all these students are way gone. So it's, and this is, I mean, this is probably three, four years ago. Uh, I never forget, we did a night, we're sitting here in the chapel and you know, I was like, all right guys, I want you to meet someone new. And, and so they, uh, they all got up and they're meeting. So I was like, I really want you to introduce yourself, tell them your name, you know, introduce yourself, and then something that you'd like to do for fun. And I never forget, I had an eighth grade boy go up to a, uh, a senior high schooler, a senior. And, and he was confident, you know, he went in with the, hey, I'm so and so. And I never forget, the student, the senior, looked at him like he was crazy. And like, the senior had um, their phone and their keys in their hands, and they were like, "What do I?" Do? Almost like to the How point, do I like, talk to you? What yeah. do, like, what do I do? And like that, I've seen that, and and I don't know if it's social media or the phone, but like, you can really see the the social uh, aspect. anxiety, yeah, really. Yeah, really, because people, I mean, people don't want to have conversations anymore, and and I think that's some of it, um, partly because of social media and. And the way that we live and the smartphones and 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 this is you know there's a it's not a comedian but there's a speaker uh, John Acuff used to say you know I gave my daughter a cell phone and he's like, I haven't seen her chin in three months and, <laughs> yeah. and so like because meaning like they're always looking down yeah and they're always this is them and so like we can get so distracted by it and, and there and you can it can change relationships for sure um, and I'm sure parents you've probably seen it just as much you know and and so um, it can definitely affect teenagers' relationships. Um, Sometimes it's easier to say something over text. It is. Or do something over, or, you know, send something that you would not do in person. That is correct, yes. You see that people, and I, I like to call it hiding behind a keyboard. 
people will say, and that's and that's not just with teenagers; that's with adults right. too. I mean, we saw that in this this year's election. Uh, a lot of a lot of bad things came out of that, and uh, but people will just sit there and they will say stuff, and or people are rude, and teenagers are rude too. Don't get me wrong. And so like you get drama started just from social media, and like the relationships can just really spin. Uh, so it is it is definitely an interesting social media can definitely affect teenage relationships yeah um, and also like i mean social media most most of the time especially like instagram snapchat's a little bit different because it's only there for 24 hours or, or really sometimes less but with instagram you know people are people are not posting their their worst stuff they're right. posting their best so the highlights. you know the, the <laughs> highlight and so they're they're highlight real and so people will will go on instagram and and see uh someone else's highlight reel and then they will compare their lives to them and, and you know this is why you know depression and suicide and and like anxiety is so high right now because it's in their face all the time and they see all these people like oh this person did this this person's doing this look how beautiful this person is and they don't realize well, that person spent 30 minutes editing their picture right and and posting it whether then it's all the good stuff um and so yeah it can definitely be can definitely have an effect on, on teenagers for sure. So, well, um, when parents, you know, I think parents do struggle with a lot of the things you just talked about. But also, I think parents get blind spots, and I'm, maybe I'm talking from my personal experience. Mm -hmm. Things happen on the internet and on the computer and on the phone. I don't even know what it is, right? And it's already happening. So, what are some things that parents might be overlooking? Um, especially in this digital area with a smartphone, with, with social media? Yeah, I mean, so there's, um, there's a lot, okay? And so, and even with good parents that, like, I have access to this, I mean, there's apps that hide other apps. Uh, so, yeah. like, you can look through your student's phone and, like, oh, look, it's the Babel app. He has it on his front page and or on the front home screen of his phone and, well, you can click at that Babel app and it's actually something else, uh, mm -hmm. a dating site or uh, another social media. And it's mm -hmm. like, oh, so there there are apps. Um, they're, they're called hidden apps for a reason, so they can hide. Um, and so, but, you know, parents, um, at the end of the day, you, you have more control than you realize. Um, and there are things that you can do to set up um, and we're, I think we're going to talk about boundaries here in a second. Yeah. Uh, but there's filters that you can do, um, and there's things out there that you can set up on. And we'll we'll, we'll click the uh, we'll have a link below yeah. for some resources. But I mean, there's all kinds of um, filters that you can put on there where you can monitor where they are. You can monitor, and in the end of the day, I mean, you can put Life 360 on their phone, and and teenagers will be teenagers, and they will do whatever they can. To, to hide that from you it. and get yeah. around that. We, I mean, two years ago, I know a parent was like, oh, this student was supposed to be working and, and they're out with the guy doing something crazy. And, and you're like, how did that happen? Well, they will have their friends set their own 360 up yeah. and, and just stuff like that. And, and, and so they got caught. Um, but teenagers will be teenagers. But, you know, there are ways to, to uh, control some of this stuff and, and monitor uh, some of that. I know all my students are probably going to get mad at me when I, I'm going to give them all these resources. But at the end of the day, like parents, you you need to be monitoring your like. I would 
I would say that if you're not monitoring your students' content and what they're on and what they're talking about and who they're talking to, I would be I would be more worried about that um, than anything. Well, and um, maybe that's what parents are overlooking that you are in charge. Yeah. Maybe you need uh, somebody to tell you. And I, I know some of us don't. We're <laughs> not even me, but you know, you know what your kid's doing. You, you're on, in control of that. A lot of us are so busy and we're so busy on our own phones and we have work and we have all these things. You have the ability to monitor this. Yeah. Even if it's overwhelming, even if you feel like you're too old. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there, there are tools that can help us. Yeah, and, 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 and with that excuse, like, man, I'm too busy. Like, here's the deal. I mean, we, we really emphasize this as a church and a family ministry team that we have 900 pretty much 936 weeks mm -hmm. uh, from the time your, your, your newborn becomes 18 and goes off to college. You have 936 weeks. And, and when you start to see that as it, they get older, the weeks start to get lower and lower and like time really matters. For parents, like these are your kids, these are your students. Like this is the time you need to be pouring into them. This is the time that you need to be spending with them. Um, you know, because at the end of the time, when they go off to college, like they, they start their own journey. Um, and, and that's kind of when, you know, you're not as close with them. And so this is the time where you need to be uh, helping them and monitoring them and, and really protecting them as much as you can. Yeah. Um, you can't protect them from everything, but I think you can um, put some things into place that help train them on what's healthy. Yeah, absolutely. So that leads us right into... Um, how do we set up boundaries for our teenagers with smartphones and social media? Um, so, you know, we, boundaries is always a, is a positive thing um, to set up. And, you know, the same thing we, we talked about in topic two of overlooking, but having, you know, things set up on their phone where, you know, as parents, you can monitor that. I mean, there's all kinds of filters where, you know, there's web content filters, there's screen time monitoring, um, you know, uh, app blocking, location tracking, chat monitoring, you know, there's all these different things to do. And, um, and I think as a family, you need to set up boundaries. And, you know, um, I know life can get busy and not every night you can sit at a dinner table um, and have a meal together. But, you know, when you are together as a family, whether that's, you know, if it's a single mom and their kids, like, you know, that's the family. If it's, you know, if it's, um, you know, the, everybody's there, you know, you know, making sure like, like don't pull out your phone while you're at dinner, you know, spend right. that time together, setting up those boundaries. Uh, you know, when you go to restaurants as a family and, and out to eat, like setting up so you're not constantly being distracted by this. And because you miss out on conversation, you miss out on really trying to invest in your student. And here's the thing as parents, we can get sucked into these just as much as the teenagers can. Um, and so really well, having you told those... us some boundaries you've had to set for yourself. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so like, you know, for myself, um, you know, I started, it was kind of during the quarantine kind of time, but I would really kind of got into a point where I, um, Apple phone does a thing called screen time where it can show you how long you've been on your phone, where you can, how many times you picked it up, how many notif uh, notifications you got. And, and how many hours you spend a day on your phone. And I was can looking. It shocking. It's very <laughs> shocking. And so I got to a point where I was like, wow, this is like nuts. And so, you know, for me, it was very easy for me to lay down in bed at night and just kind of start scrolling. 
And before you know it, an hour, hour and a half has gone by, and you're like, oh, it's 1 a.m. Why am I still doing yeah. the wave? And, uh, and so uh, for me, um, and you can set this up on your phone, and, and this is the positive thing they've done, but having the boundary set like uh, a screen time time or uh, downtime is what they call yeah, it. Yeah, downtime. And so for me, you know, at 11 o'clock, all my apps shut down. Every single one of them, except for text messaging and phone calls, just so in case for emergencies. Um, but so I don't have access. Now, granted, you can go around it, but for the most it part, reminds I, it you, reminds keeps you mindful. Me. Yeah, absolutely. And so for the, for me, you know, eleven o'clock at night, I'm I'm, I'm it's cut off. It's, it's downtime. So you know, if we're getting ready for bed. I'm not over there scrolling or anything like that. And and then I don't have it turned on till nine. You know, um, other people have it turned on earlier, but for me, 9 a.m. is a good time for me because one, I want to start my morning, you know, the right way. I want to, I don't want to wake up and check my phone, be so eager to check it, which 72% of every student um, in the world, uh, when they wake up, I don't know if it's world or America, but 72% of every teenager, when they wake up, they check their phone. First. First thing they do. First. First thing they do is they, they reach over and check the phone. And, and so, you know, for me, it's like I might check messages in case I have something going on at work or something. But for me, like, I want to wake up. I want to spend time with God. I want to be in His Word. I want to do some study and some reading time. Now, granted, like, being here at the church is kind of part of my job. And so, yeah. reading and studying is that. But it still, it sets it up where I'm not looking at my phone till 9 a.m. because, or not, yeah, 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you know, even before, um, while uh, studying, I mean, I can get a text or a notification. Um, you know, turn your notifications off. Um, all my notifications are turned off except for my text messaging and phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if someone messages me on Instagram or, or leaves a comment or likes, I don't get that notification. I don't want that notification. Right. It's because an if you, It's an interruption because if you do that, you just be constantly, you'd be constantly. Um, I don't, do you have, you have an Apple watch? I do. I'm not going to make fun of you. But well, I have to take it off sometimes, you know, like on the weekend, I'll just leave it. Yeah. Because I mean, been, I've, <laughs> it's I've hard. Had, I have friends that, um, um, that have an Apple watch and, and you know, you see them and this is what they do. We're in a, we're like in a deep conversation right. and they do. And they're checking because it's, it's vibrating yes. and it's going off and it's just notifications. So like. Turn your notifications off. That's a boundary that you can have um, where that. Um, parents, teenagers are about to hate me for this. Why do they need their phones at night? If they're supposed to be sleeping, why do yeah. they need their phones? Um, and so I would recommend, you know, parents setting up a boundary where they don't have their phones in their rooms. Um, you know, yeah. um, it's a great it's a great starting point of, you know, protection and, and helping them, um, you know, uh, I would probably say 98 to 99% of most teenage boys has looked at pornography mm-hmm. at some point. Um, and I would say probably 80% of them is owned by their phone. Um, and then I would probably say 80%. And this is just our, our group in our student ministry, but like, I don't know statistically uh, for, the, for the U.S., but like, for, I know most of our boys have struggled with that. And, and they say that it's at nighttime and on their phone. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, if that's a struggle with the majority of boys, why would you as parents set yourself, why would you set them up 
to have that temptation. You know, we want to we want to help them. And so, you know, hey guys, make a boundary. Eleven o'clock, eleven thirty. I don't know what time your bedtime is, but you know, phones on the on the on the kitchen table. You can get in the morning. Have a charging station down there. Parents do it as well. So you know, don't don't preach it and then you not do it. You know, do it yourselves. Uh, parents, same thing. Uh, also, not just for like protection of like that, but like. Just rest in general. You know, right. if they get notifications in the middle of the night, you know, they're going to be reaching over, waking up, and that's not healthy for them. And so setting up boundaries to when they can and can't have their phone and setting up the downtime, uh, great boundaries um, for what teenagers. What about ages for apps, yeah. for social media, apps. even to have a phone yeah. at all? Um, you know, growing up, we didn't have apps, and we just had a phone uh, to uh, – Man, the flip phone was the coolest thing. And then uh, we had a camera. I think it was one of the first camera phones. And uh, you could control the camera on the side of it. And it, you could do a first selfie phone. <laughs> it was the coolest thing. That was my, one of my first phones. And, uh, but we didn't have all that stuff. So we just called and texted. So I didn't get a phone until I was 16. Um, and I know that's a different time and different stage. But, you know, um, if I asked Jake, if you asked Jake to go dig a hole, you know, what, what would you give him? Probably a shovel. So you wouldn't give him a backhoe or like a bulldozer to dig a hole? No, I would no, not. No, you wouldn't. Because that's, <laughs> that's too much power for him just to dig a hole, right? Yeah. And so the same thing with phones, parents. You know, uh, there's so much information. There's so much danger and good. There's good and bad in phones and stuff. But, like, why would we give a third grader, a fourth, fifth grader, a, a device that they have access to everything? Yeah. Uh, start them off as Spider-Man. Uh, with Tobey Maguire back in the day, used to say, I think it was his uncle, with, with great power comes great responsibility. And so when you give your student or kid a phone, like, that's power. And yeah. so they have to have responsibility. And so I would, you know, this is just my opinion, but like starting them young, give them a, a, a dumb phone, or they have this new phone called the Light, L-I-G-H-T, and it's, it's for mainly just for texting. And uh, phone calls, I think they have maps on it. Don't quote me on that. But I've got quite a few friends that have actually got that. So it's not, oh, you got a dumb flip phone. But yeah. it's, it's a cool phone. It looks cool. And um, and it's easy to use. You can still text. You still get emojis and stuff like that. Um, but they can they use it because they were so heavily involved or they were so overwhelmed with their smartphone right. that they needed a break. Um, and so they've created this phone. So it, it is simple. It is. And so parents, like, you start them off with that. Same thing with social media. Why would you give them access to all of these social media apps? Um, also, the age. Ooh. Social media apps start at 13. Right. Um, that they don't. I feel like I feel like the government really don't care about kids. <laughs> and so, if they put that age limit at that point at, at that age, so for a reason. Right. Um, also, parents, if you know, if you allowed them to lie about their age, what are you what are you teaching them? Are you teaching them to lie? Um, and so, I don't know. That's on you. That's, that's between you and God. But uh, um, I just wouldn't allow that. Um, and even at age 13, if they do get a social media, you know, allow them to get one app. Um, and, and parents, share that with them. Don't be on that. Instagram, I, can, I have access to Madison's Instagram account from my phone, and she has access to mine. Uh, we can see what each other says, what each other post all of that and so you know parents take advantage of that mm -hmm. um 
Um, and so that's just that's just us. I mean, that's we're, we're probably weird, but I mean, I like to know what she's doing. I like to right. know who she's talking to, and then I and I trust her. And that's not it's not a trust issue. It's just holding holding each other accountable. Um, and and so the same thing. Um, but yeah, setting up those boundaries. Um, we're going to link a lot of yeah, uh, resources. resources. They have there's a guide that will take you through some of these decisions and how to think about it and what your options are because I know that it can be very overwhelming. I know even as a parent myself, things happen on social media, on smartphones, on the computer faster than you ever think it would. I, you know, I'm older, so I'm not looking for that. Right. And it and suddenly my student knows how to do that. So. Uh, we're going to link a lot of things. If you're a parent, I just want to encourage you, uh, don't be discouraged. If it, even if you have a, an older teenager at this point, what you do now matters. Um, I, you know, I think we talk about that with the 936 marbles. You, you don't have all those weeks that you had when they were little babies, but you have time with them now that needs to be used yeah, and that you still have that influence while you still have it. So um, be encouraged. Lean on us if there's um, things that we can offer or just... Even, uh, you know, have, have your student come talk to Jason about what boundaries are good for them. And, and uh, so, you know, make him the bad guy. Can I yeah, say that? Yeah, make him the bad guy. <laughs> they probably won't like my answers, but uh, you probably will. Um, but at the end of the day, parents, it is, it is up to you. Um, but you, you do have that control and you do have that ability to say no. Um, and sometimes, you know, as parents, we want to be their friends more than we want to be their parent. And sometimes you have to be the parent. And then the friend part will come later. Um, I can tell you right now, you know, Madison, she would tell me, she's like, I cannot, she's like, she loved her, she loved her mom. But like in high school, that was not it. Right. But now, like her mom is like one of her best friends and she right. can go to her mom and but that relationship build as she got older and saw the things. And so, you know, in high school, nobody likes their parents. But right. as they get older, they look back and like, man, I'm glad my parents did that. And so parents, be the parent first and then the friend later um, and whatnot. Don't so, overlook this stuff. It's yeah, important. It's, uh, it's all encompassing. feels like we can't get away from it. Mm -hmm. uh, let's look at our boundaries. What are they? How can we help our kids set up healthy boundaries? Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. All right. all right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. Thanks, Jason, for taking time to talk through this important absolutely. topic. Yeah. For more information about Real Life Church or Amplify Youth Ministries, go to discoverreallife.net. Reach out to a staff member on the contact page. Awesome. This podcast was brought to you by Audible. 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 Audible.